0: raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participating mcdonald's for a limited time
1: Is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ and we are in here hatching some major plans, folks. Uh things that uh all for the benefit of Fitty. That's right. All for the benefit of Fitty. What do you guys think? I I said you <laughs> Don't pose that
0: question. Please don't pose that question <laughs> to the Text line that you were asking during the break. That would be a bad, bad, bad idea.
1: All right, we'll keep the text coming. 704-570-9610. But when you say that, they're gonna want to know even more now. But hit the social medias. Hit that follow button. Most importantly, the Western Walker Twitter page, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram. You can get all the war crimes. You can get all the behind the scenes. See what we're wearing. See what we look like. See Walker with his hat backwards. All that good stuff. People
0: think that's a vibe. Yeah. Fiddy walks into the fishbowl and he says, I'm going to actually say what you said. You said, uh, Walker, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but this is going to be uh, somewhat provocative. Um I just think that you wearing your hat backwards it you you act like you don't give a bleep and Fiddy said it in a way that I he finds it sexy. <laughs> he likes hat backwards walker. That's he what makes I'm saying. it and Flounder does? Yeah. Flounder makes a comment about it all the time. Yeah. You just said it. I sometimes it this is the only way I rock a hat by the way. If I go forwards and I'll show you I've shown it to Fiddy a couple times. If I just wear it the normal way I look weird. I feel like it makes my head look big, so I got to go hat backwards. I don't go hat at all.
1: That's right. That's the vibe, man. But anyway, also Mm -hmm. check out Westbarn underscore 72 at Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram. And now it is time to go to the campus. Kona. All right. ACC put out the new scheduling model a couple days ago, but some of the highlights, each team will still play eight regular season conference games. All 17 teams, and we're talking about the additions of FSU. I mean, not FSU, SMU, Stanford, and Cal. All 17 teams will play each other at least twice in a seven-year span. There are 16 protected matchups, which they took from the Big Ten model for the next seven years. Among the highlights, Clemson, Florida State, FSU, Miami. Miami, Virginia Tech is back in a big way. NC State, Duke, Carolina State, you name it. There are some good protected matchups, including some of the new teams getting some of their own, like SMU and Cal, SMU and Stanford, Wake and Duke. So, those are just some of the matchups that were protected. What do we think about this new scheduling model? And do you have a couple of the favorites as far as the protected matchups?
0: As far as bringing in the West Coast teams, it seems about as good of a job that you could possibly do with scheduling. It does seem like they're trying to protect tradition as well. And so Mm -hmm. if you look at what is the heart of the ACC, which is the triangle, it's the North Carolina schools. That is the heart of the ACC. It seems like they've been trying to protect those matchups with North Carolina, Duke, NC State. You mentioned some of the matchups already, bringing back the NC State-Wake Forest matchup on a permanent basis. That's nice to see. You're not even getting rid of the oldest rivalry in the South with North Carolina and Virginia. They might like to. Heels fans might like for them to get rid of that <laughs> rivalry. Especially, here I thought the Heels were going to be safe because they were playing at Keenan Stadium rather than Scott. But they weren't even safe this year. Oh, what even... If they were marked safe away from Scott Stadium, they weren't marked safe at Keenan. All that to say, the rivalries, the tradition, it is important. Regional college sports, it's the the fact that it is within a certain region is what gives it its significance. And so the fact that you're protecting that, it's a good idea. Apparently, you're going to have three trips for the West Coast teams to come eastbound. Same thing, vice versa. If you have as many West Coast trips as another program, you won't have to do it the next year. So you're going to alternate the amount of West Coast trips that you have to take. If you're in the higher end or low low end, you get the idea. So it does seem like, as far as the scheduling goes, bringing in a couple of former Pac-12 schools, then this is as best as you could possibly do.
1: Yeah, they also tried to... Minimize the time zone issues with traveling and things of that nature. The two West Coast schools will have to make only three Eastward ventures per season, their fourth conference away game, either against one another or SMU, and then only forcing current members out West three times in a seven year span and never in consecutive seasons. That's pretty good as well, too, because a lot of people had issues about that, because you've got some teams that would have some long trips, whether you talk about Miami going all the way out to California, or any of these teams really going out there to California. It's a coast-to-coast trip. It felt like SMU was brought into the conference
0: as a layover. If you are flying to the West Coast, it seems like, oh, we we won't make the trip entirely across country. Is there any school that would like to come to the ACC to make this better travel-wise for us, SMU raises their hand. Hey, we're not going to take your money for 10 years. Okay, cool. Congratulations. You're in the ACC despite being in Texas. But despite being in Texas, you're closer by a long shot than the other two teams that are being welcomed to the ACC. So SMU's central location was, quote, was key in easing Cal and Stanford travel. Yeah. It's just funny that I, I have to imagine... A large part of bringing them into the conference was to have them be a meeting place. It's meeting somewhere. Hey, I don't want to go all the way over to where you are, so you just want to meet at SMU? True. All right, that's cool. Yeah, all right, well, let's welcome them into the conference.
1: Yeah, and Fitty So with you being an ACC guy as well, what were your thoughts on this new scheduling model, and what were some of your favorite matchups that were protected?
0: Sorry, I was cutting up Hunter Bailey. I mean, look, you know I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> We're two for two on that. we yeah. got two days in a row. <laughs> I mean, look, you know I'm going to look at it and see that the, the, the Carolina games being protected where you got to play the Dukes, of Virginias. Although, I think I'm starting to change my tune because I've beaten the drum that I don't want to lose the South's oldest rivalry. No one gives a damn about the South's oldest yeah. rivalry. It's all about the deep South, Georgia, Auburn. I just can't wait to watch ACC games at 1030 at night with my team. Wait, I don't, it feels like you don't know what you're asking for, though, because if you're saying you care about the Deep South with Georgia and Auburn, I hope you don't mean that you want North Carolina to play those schools because if it doesn't go well against Virginia, it's absolutely not going to go well against the other schools you name. No, I, I don't want to see an SEC school really ever again in my, in my lifetime as a Tar Heel football fan. So, I mean, like, or Wes, you and I, we talked about this. They were going to go to the protected matchups. Um, And I think for the most part, they got it right. It's just going to be interesting seeing Carolina, Clemson, Florida State on the West Coast in a conference game at 1030 at night on a Saturday.
1: And now as we turn the page and look at the ACC football standings, there are six teams with two losses. College football playoff poll came out last night. Florida State and Louisville, the only two ACC teams there. And so they are at the top of the league, Louisville at four and one. Virginia Tech is at three and one. Florida State is at six and oh. There's a lot That's of football nuts. to be played. And when you look at the two lost teams, is there a team that you see in that batch that could perhaps emerge and surprise and perhaps end up in Charlotte?
0: How worried are we about Duke's offense right now?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm worried. Yeah, I am too. And also, I think the attrition of their schedule is catching up as well. They look like at Louisville, man. They look pretty listless, and they look like playing these really good teams back-to-back-to-back-to-back is really starting to take a toll on them.
0: Look, the ACC doesn't make sense, so you cannot ask me for my answer to make sense. If the very thing that we watch (laughs) and view every weekend just does not compute, then I'm sorry – I am not going to be held to a standard that does uh, that is required to compute. Duke would be my answer if I believed in their offense enough. But the offense, it's scary now, Wes. I, Duke clearly was the team because that defense is something that you could trust. They had a big old letdown in the fourth quarter against Florida State. If you wanted to say that was because they lost Riley Leonard, they lost a little of the mojo, it affected the other side of the ball. But even with him, their passing game has been... It's- very underwhelming. Even when they were winning. it We just thought at some point the passing game is going to rear its head, and it never did. And they're not scoring a lot of points. Even their win against NC State, 24. Loss against Florida State, 20. Uh, loss against Louisville, 23. So, and I imagine you're saying two lost teams in conference is what you're saying, yes. correct? Yes. So, as we look at this, I'm sorry. I can't quit North Carolina. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I want to. Duke. Duke is still probably my answer, mm-hmm. but it's close between those two. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to give Duke a little more of the benefit of the doubt because their defense is legitimately good, and you could have Riley Leonard show up out of nowhere in the passing game. So Duke will be my answer. But, Wes, it's I, I got to keep it real. It's not like North Carolina is too far behind. We said it two days ago. Yeah, It's not that North Carolina is atrocious. It's that they can lose to anybody. But they have enough talent to beat anybody, and that's why the wild card that is Carolina Blue makes me believe even when they go up against a top-notch opponent, they have a chance to beat you. Wes, they had a 150-yard rusher and the top-ranked QB last week, the highest-graded quarterback in all of college football, and they still lost. So can the defense? I don't know. North Carolina doesn't make sense. I'm sorry that neither does this take. Yeah, no, make make no, sense. I agree with <laughs> you, man. It,
1: it, it is tough because when you look at all these teams that are in the two-loss category, obviously they've had two losses. They're flawed. You look at Carolina; that defense is starting to fall apart. Duke, the offense—you don't know what you're going to get. Is Riley healthy? Uh, then you look at Miami; you don't trust them at all. Boston College—I mean, they're hot. They're arguably well they're one of the hotter teams in the league right now, but you still don't think BC's going to come up, NC State not enough offense, Georgia Tech is a team but just, that's another team they're up and down, they're so helter-skelter so you don't know what you're going to get i would go with duke as well like i said i think the attrition of their schedule has taken a pound of flesh when you talk notre dame nc state florida state louisville in consecutive weeks but their remaining schedule they have my demon deacons tomorrow night then they've got north carolina which is the biggie as well virginia and pittsburgh left for them so they've got a favorable schedule down the stretch now that they've made it out of their gauntlet it's just a matter of how healthy can they get And get this offense back on track because Duke passed the ball so much better last year. They were way more explosive. And it's the same receivers. Jordan Moore, Jalen Calhoun, he's been a tremendous disappointment this year. But I'll have to go with Duke. And then uh, college football playoff poll comes out. Uh, Really quick question one. Ohio State number one. Do we agree with that? And then is Louisville a formidable threat to FSU's playoff hosts? Because it looks like they could be on a collision course for one another here in Charlotte.
0: I I think Florida State would hold on in that matchup, but that's no slight to Louisville. They have been, I mean, absolutely. They've been uh, playing very well. As far as the college football playoff rankings, does feel like Washington deserved to be in there. It, it feels like that with a win over Oregon. They've been relying on the eye test, but that means I would have to take Florida State out, and I think Florida State is a top-four team.
1: LSU is coming back to strengthen their schedule, especially if they can win this weekend.
0: I don't have a big problem with Washington being the fifth team here. I think with Florida State looking the part, I do think that with Washington and the eye test, which clearly matters, washington being behind florida state because florida state's defense is good and we've seen jordan travis continue to be on what is a heisman campaign Uh, You could flip that either way, but I'm cool with Florida State.
1: Well, I think what's dangerous to Florida State coming down the stretch is Washington has so many games against ranked teams, and if they can get through that gauntlet and win, I think Mm -hmm. that they could end up possibly leapfrogging the nose. Oh, yeah, they Uh,
0: they absolutely
1: could. Then again, I don't agree with Ohio State being number one. Georgia's won 25 straight. They're dominant. They're smashing teams. I don't think they should be removed until somebody beats them, so I disagreed with that one as well. Uh, as far as Louisville's threat to Florida State, I mean, Louisville is really explosive. You look at Jack Plummer, though, two out of the last three weeks, less than 150 yards passing. So their passing game is starting to dial back a bit, but their defense is really good. Jawar Jordan's back in that lineup now. They're really, really explosive. But yeah, real quick, I, I did ask you, did you agree with Ohio State being one? Um, I would have had Georgia.
0: Raise a spoon to grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba participating McDonald's for a limited time.